You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good Thursday, everybody, and welcome in to Locked On Balls, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Happy to have you guys along for the ride here today. Got a big show coming up. Going to recap a Tennessee basketball game from late Wednesday night. We're going to continue our staff mini-series, introducing you to the uh, Tennessee football staff. And today, it's quarterbacks coach Joey Halsey. And going to catch up with Austin Price, VolQuest.com and Rivals.com. And he's going to give us a little update on where we stand in the uh, Ty Simpson sweepstakes. Of course, the... A four-star quarterback from Morton, Tennessee, set to make his college decision on Friday. And Austin has been on that story for the last couple of years now. And he'll give us some insights on exactly where he thinks Ty's leaning towards right now. Of course, it's coming down to Alabama, Clemson, and Tennessee. So, segment number, segment number one, we'll do the mini-series. Segment number two, we'll have Austin Price. And segment number three, we'll recap uh, that's Tennessee basketball game from late Wednesday night. I'm Eric Kane, a radio personality here in Knoxville, Tennessee, at underscore Kaner on Twitter and at Locked On Vols on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast and be interactive on social media. I appreciate you guys uh, tweeting me and DMing me, and that's awesome. Uh, I encourage that to continue. That's uh, my personal Twitter, Twitter account as well as the Locked On Vols account, too. All right, so without further ado, let's get into it. I uh, got a lot of information to get into today, so I don't want to waste any more time. Joey Halsey, he is the quarterback's coach for Tennessee uh, here in the first year of the Josh Heupel era. Now, keep in mind, too, Josh Heupel is the head coach. He calls the plays, and he is the quarterback's coach, okay? I played uh, for the legend of Ken Sparks at Carson Newman uh, when I was at Carson Newman uh, just uh Gosh, it's it's been a couple years now, but I feel like it was just yesterday. And Ken Sparks was the head coach. He was pretty much the offensive coordinator, and he was pretty much the quarterback's coach. <laughs> you know, I know Mike Turner was a longtime offensive coordinator and eventually uh, was his successor for the next couple years to bridge the gap. But you know, my point is Ken Sparks and the Veer were, you know, joined at the hip, and that's kind of like Josh Hype on this offense. And and Joey Halsey, he understands that. Joey Halsey is a Josh Heupel disciple, okay? He has been with Josh Heupel every step of the way. Heupel was his quarterback's coach and his offensive coordinator when he was a player at Oklahoma. He stayed on and helped Oklahoma as a graduate assistant for a couple years after he was done. Uh, He went on to Utah State. He went on to Missouri. And then he linked up with Josh Heupel at UCF, first as a quality control, as an analyst-type guy, and then as quarterback's coach, Uh, prior to the 2019 season. All right, so wherever Josh Heupel's been, Joey Halsey's been. You know, they're they're joined at the hip. And I'm going to play a lot of audio in here today, uh, but one piece of audio that I I don't believe I have today, if I do, I'm sorry, but I I don't believe I'm going to play today is, uh, you know, Joey Joey Halsey was talking about Josh Heupel and how he just he he won't be able to help himself. He's going to be in the quarterback meeting room. He's going to be coaching the quarterbacks. He just can't help himself, but he knows – that I, Joey Halsey, am an extension of his voice. And they've been coaching together in the same meeting room for 13 years. Of course, that's his former player. And so you talk about, you know, a disciple. That That's what Joey Halsey is 
uh, for Josh Heupel. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into some audio. First, the clip I want to play for you is a little bit on Josh Heupel and this offense and and what all that means, uh, you know, coming to Rocky Top, this up-tempo, uh, this quarterback-friendly offense, all that. Here is Joey Halsey. Yeah, I, I play for Coach Hype, uh at Oklahoma, then I've worked with him there, and we've been together the whole whole rest of the way. You're absolutely right. Um, he's grown so much in his offense, and, and that's what I, I love about working for Coach Hype is he's not – dug into, I'm going to do this, whatever the talent is, whatever we have, whoever the players are, we're doing this and they're going to fit it. He molds his scheme. He molds what he has to fit his players. And, and that's a testament to him. Now we have our base stuff that we love and, and we're going to do, but he does a really good job of, of designing plays, designing an offense, designing a strategy to fit who is our guy, who are our wideouts, who is our back, what is our O-line, and then let's make them as good as they can be and put them in the best possible position to be successful because that is our job. Um, we teach, that's what we do, but our job is to make sure those guys can go out on Saturdays and be successful. Next clip I want to play for you guys is a clip that I played for you last week, but it's one I played on the radio the last couple of days. It's it's the one that gets Tennessee fans all fired up right now. It's the let it rip clip. The question was asked, is this offense quarterback friendly? And I thought Joey Halsey had a, uh, had a really nice answer to this. So give this a listen. Uh, talking again about the offense, about the quarterback position, but ultimately what they plan to do uh, with the ball in the, at the quarterback position. I would say quarterback friendly and, and we're going to let you rip it. We're going to let you rip it all over the field. We're going to put a lot on you. And to me, I would say that is quarterback friendly because we're not going to hold your hands. We're going to teach you. We're going to mold you into the best that you can be. And then we're going to turn you loose to go play ball on Saturdays. Um, we don't make guys play scared. We don't make them afraid to make mistakes. Go out there, cut it loose. I know that's got a lot of Tennessee fans fired up. <laughs> Let it rip. And, you know, Tennessee football went ahead and plastered that all over social media, which was a good move. Again, that's a, uh, that, that's a quote to put on the board for sure. Uh, moving on, I love this question. Uh, my colleague at the Sports Animal, Jimmy Himes, longtime Knoxville sports reporter, uh, he asked the question to Joey Halsey to rank the importance of these characteristics in terms of, you know, from one to three. And it was it was mobility accuracy, intelligence. And, you know, with those three characteristics within a quarterback, he wanted Joey Halsey to kind of rank those. And uh, here's Halsey's answer to that in the order that it must go in. And, again, you'll pick up on the theme. It's all about processing, processing, processing. So I think we all know that intelligence is going to be number one. Give it a listen. Well, I think the main thing you say intelligence, um, a lot of people throw that around with the quarterback. Um, for me, it's less about a, a GPA or a test score, more about how quickly can they process what they're seeing and make decisions. So if that factors into intelligence, that is the absolute key for a quarterback. Can I see what I'm what I'm getting from a defense? Do I know what I'm supposed to do? Can I process that and make my decision? After that, it is accuracy. Because if I know where I'm supposed to go with the ball and I can't get it there, it doesn't do much for me. So accuracy is huge, and that stems from your feet all the way up to your head. Do I get my feet in position with my hips, with my shoulders, with my eyes, so I can see everything, drive the football, make an accurate throw? And then uh, the mobility is, is big, especially in this league. Um, there's guys that can get after the quarterback here. We've all seen it. Um, they get paid really well to do it on Sundays. So uh, if you can get out of the pocket, that's an absolute plus. But those first two are, are, are big time in any offense, but especially this offense where we're going to put a, a lot on our quarterback. And finally, I want to play a clip. I want to play a clip about uh, Joey Halsey when asked about the quarterbacks in the room, the research that he's done to familiarize himself with 
Harrison Bailey, Hendon Hooker, Brian Maurer, and Caden Salter, who's coming in on campus right now. Of course, Halsey didn't coach any of these guys, and you know a lot of these, like in Hendon Hooker's case, he committed to transfer in from from Virginia Tech to play for Jeremy Pruitt. Caden Salter committed and signed to play for Jeremy Pruitt. Harrison Bailey's already been here. Brian Maurer's already been here, but you know Halsey's not didn't recruit these guys. He's not their quarterbacks coach, but now he is. And so how he's been learning about these four guys in the quarterback room. I've watched all the quarterbacks that are on campus right now. Um, they're all their throws from the past two years. Um, we have a bunch of, of, of talent here. There's guys that can rip it all over the field. There's guys that have played a lot of football, which is um, a good thing. There's, there's not a solidified starter at this point. Um, I've told all the guys that they all know that, um, but I'm excited to, to develop this young talent that we have here. And, and see if we can't make it as good as it can possibly be. So that's a little bit on Tennessee quarterbacks coach Joey Halsey. Again, that was from last Wednesday's press conference. And now we have concluded the offensive miniseries from that side of the ball. Uh, Tennessee continues to fill out its defensive staff. When it is completed, just one more spot to go. Tennessee will introduce its defensive staff with defensive coordinator Tim Banks, and we will kind of do this same process that we've done the past couple of weeks, the past couple of days, and kind of letting you get introduced on this podcast to each and every coach. So, Joey Halsey, I'm excited about it. Uh, I know that a lot of people were poking fun at him on on Twitter, on social media when he took to the podium, just put slap some aviators on him and and let him get out there. Um, he's kind of got that uh, that that long hair swooshed over to the side a little bit, but well-spoken. Seems nobody's talking about, and uh, ultimately he and Josh Heupel are going to be coaching those quarterbacks. So uh, that is Tennessee quarterbacks coach Joey Halsey, and you know Josh Heupel and Joey Halsey are really, really good friends. Well, Eric Kane and rockauto.com are also really, really good friends. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes for you know Kias and Pacificas, and it's now impossible to stock all the sports that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning of, is this your Odyssey in LX? Is it an EX? You know, and, and wait while the counterman orders parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with all the access you need at rockauto.com at home, and you've got money in your pocket. And, and, and pricing is the best thing at all because it's always reliably low, and uh, you, it's the same for professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much when you can buy it cheaper for the same parts. RockAuto.com is where you need to head over there. And when you do, you need to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us tab so that they know that we sent you. Again, that's Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us tab so that they know that we sent you. RockAuto.com is family business serving auto parts and customers for online for 20 years. You can trust them, okay? You really can. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for all auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. And again, Locked on when you get there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check out rockauto.com. Welcome back into Locked On Vols, segment number two of a Thursday show. And it is February. That means it's Black History Month. And the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Eric Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball as they discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. You can subscribe today to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. And I want to welcome Austin Price, VolQuest.com, to the show to uh, break down a little bit about Tennessee recruiting and the state of the Tennessee football program 
right now under new regime Josh Heupel. But at first, Austin, a very important uh, commitment announcement is uh, on deck for Friday and four-star in-state quarterback Ty Simpson. Uh, where are we right now in the Ty Simpson sweepstakes? Well, I think Ty's done a really good job, um, Eric, of, of playing things close to the to the vest and, 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 you know, trying to, you know, keep his circle small and, and keep people guessing. You know, the more phone calls I've made on it, the more I realize that, you know, Clemson may think it be uh, that it's Alabama. Alabama may think it's Clemson. Um, you know, uh, I think both sides are, 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 you know, somewhat optimistic and uh, at the same time, you know, um, leery of the other. And then there's Tennessee, who's hopeful that they've climbed back into it. I believe they have. Is it enough to get over the uh, hump come Friday? Uh, we'll see. You know, uh, you know, you, you look at this recruitment. You know, Ty visited here more than he visited anywhere else. Ty has always had an affinity for Knoxville and and and, and everything about Tennessee. Um, but you know, again, kind of like Cade Mays in 2018, a perfect chain of events goes on uh, that would put you know potentially this in jeopardy. Of course, Cade eventually signed with Georgia. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll this all this that's went around the program the last, you know, six, eight weeks, um, kind of keep Ty Simpson from staying in state. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, you know, he, he likes Josh Heifel. I think he really has come to like Coach Halsley and Coach Golish. Um, when they first got here, I think he was like, who? Who are these guys? And uh, they've done a really nice job of talking shop, talking ball, and, and recruiting him and getting to know him in short order. So Tennessee's climbed back into it. Will it be enough? Uh, we'll find out Friday at uh, 3 Eastern. So, Austin, you've been covering Ty Simpson, kind of been on uh, on his recruitment for the past couple of years, and I was listening, a little dialed into the VolQuest podcast earlier this week that you guys can listen to as well, and you said that Ty Simpson has been subscribing to the Austin Price School of Recruiting or whatever that is. What exactly is that in terms of some advice you gave him a long time ago? Well, I think it's, you know, keep the circle small. It's, it's don't, you know, kind of keep people guessing. Don't tell the schools that you're not picking, that you're not picking them early on. You know, I mean, I, 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 you know, the coaches, if I know anything about them, they, they get – they get uh, their feelings hurt if if your kid doesn't pick them, and so then all of a sudden they you know they leak out you know oh well you know hey so and so's going to you know Maryland or so and so's going to Miami or you know whatever, and you know then all of a sudden here comes all the predictions from all the recruiting sites, and a kid's you know kind of announcement gets spoiled a little bit. So um, to this point, he's not really had a whole lot of people predicting where he's going, uh, you know, on the record. I mean, I think there's some people back there and from a thousand feet away, you know, the Alabama and Clemson make the most sense. Um, when you look at it more up close, you, you can see why Tennessee would still have a shot here. And so, um, you know, I, just kind of just, it's, it's just <laughs> my advice on how to have your moment not ruined by predictions and, those type of things. Um, not everybody wants that. Some kids want that, you know, that, that, you know, publicity tweet where they, you know, tweet the eyeballs emoji and big news coming and, and all that, but not every kid does. And, and so I know Ty is, uh, very much, uh, looking to, uh, try to, you know, have his moment and not have it spoiled come Friday. And, and we'll see if he can get to that point where you know, we're sitting here, you know, we're taping this on Wednesday morning, Eric, and, you know, we're basically, a little over, you know, 50 hours away, and, you know, to this point, you know, there's a lot of guessing, but nobody really knows. 
Allison, I think a lot of times we as fans get caught up. Of course, you, know, you cover recruiting for a living. I dabble in it as well and um, kind of on the side and uh, learning more and more about the coverage of recruiting. But I think a lot of times you know, we get caught up in star rating. We get caught up on in, in ratings and how many stars and how many visits, how many offers these guys have. One last thing on Ty Simpson. I mean, he's a good player. You can see that by watching his film. But you know, what makes him so good? And if Tennessee were to land Ty Simpson, I mean, what type of player are you getting at the quarterback position for the next four years? Well, I think you're getting a heady player, a kid that, you know, can move around, can make a play with his feet, but ultimately loves to, to be in the pocket. Now, ironically, he never has a really a clean pocket there at Martin West for you. It, it, you know, he's running for his life a lot, but, I mean, he can throw it on the run, throws it from different arm angles. And, uh, you know, I, you're right. I, I think that everybody on the whole gets caught up in looking at stars instead of looking at who 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 did who did Team X beat out. So, like, in this case, if Tennessee were to be the pick Friday, who did Tennessee beat out? They beat out Alabama and Clemson, the two gold standards in college football. You know, if, if he picked, you know, picks Clemson, who did they beat out? They beat out Alabama, the defending national champs, and – the home state school, Tennessee. So um, to me, it's about, you know, who who's really realistically in it, who's, you know, who's the player for a take for um, and those type things, uh, the more so than it is the rankings or where they're ranked in state or number of stars they have. I mean, all that stuff's nice and it's good stuff to, for people to talk about at the water cooler. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it says a lot about a kid if the, the two preeminent programs in college football the last decade plus are the ones that uh, Tennessee's trying to beat out for uh, for this particular prospect. Ty Simpson announcing his college destination Friday, 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central. It'll come down between Clemson, Alabama, and Tennessee. Chatting with Austin Price, FallQuest.com. And Austin, overall, um, I mean, I talk to these prospects every week. I know you do as well. Kind of what's your feel about Josh Heupel the first couple of weeks on the job, his new staff, how were prospects, especially in the state of Tennessee, relating to those guys as Tennessee tries to climb back into the race? Well, Josh has done a good job in state, and so has the entire staff, for that matter. I think they were maybe a little slow out of the gate compared to what you know um, I thought they would be. But I think a lot of that was you know trying to get MOU signed and language and contracts, kind of slowing things down. But once they've kind of gotten to that point, they've hit the ground running. The offensive staff, especially. Most of the kids in state are offensive kids. I mean, there's a few. There's Walter Nolan, and there's uh, DeArco Perkins, and, and there's Keaton Wade that you look at and go, okay, those are the guys that are definitely defensive side of the ball. But most of the kids in state, whether it be Dallin Hayden, Ty Simpson, Jordan James, uh, Destin Wade, um, Berion Brown, Isaiah Horton, um, Cam Miller, you know, they're, they're all offensive kids. And so, you know, I, I think that. You know, the offensive staff has done a really nice job of kind of introducing themselves, getting to know these kids, and showing how these players can fit into that high-octane offense of Josh Heupel. So, um, you know, I think they've done a really good job in state. I think they've started to venture outside the state of Tennessee more and more um, as they as they try to, you know, make up, you know, lost ground and, and, and make up time that, you know, they don't really have time to make up. I mean, they're having to really work warp, warp speed to – you know, kind of, you know, climb back into the race for some of these kids. And, and, you know, I think for Tennessee's sake, you know, they they look at it and say, thankfully, you know, these kids are giving us a shot. They're not, you know, knee-jerking and trying to commit right now um, when I think some of them are pretty close to a decision. They're going to give Tennessee a chance 
over the next couple of months to uh, show them what they got. So um, this is a, a program that needs a shot in the arm, and to me the shot in the arm comes from the in-state class, one that is very, very deep. Recruiting is year-round. Baseball is starting up just now, and basketball, of course, is hitting the home stretch. Awesome. What uh, what all can we look forward to at VolQuest.com right now and in the near future? Well, we continued uh, coverage of Tennessee's basketball team. Rob Lewis had you covered on that. Uh, we'll kind of get you ready for that Ty Simpson commitment on Friday and uh, just continue to uh, cover the football team as Tennessee looks to fill out their final staff spot and uh, and get ready for spring practice coming up in just a few weeks. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. I do want to thank Austin for joining the show, a, uh, a colleague of mine at VolQuest.com. Again, I just contribute. Of course, he lives in recruiting, does a great job. It's probably the best guy in terms of breaking news guy on the Tennessee beat, has been for quite some time. So learn a lot from Austin and uh, really the ins and outs of recruiting, how to make connections with these prospects and coaches. And uh, I thank Austin for all the work that he's done. I enjoy I enjoy calling these prospects and, and learning their stories and getting to tell those stories and obviously relaying it to you guys uh, through articles and podcast form and on the radio. So I appreciate Austin for stopping by and uh, giving us some info. And, uh, you know, Austin, most of the time, he's a guaranteed bet when it comes to Tennessee athletics. And you can be a guaranteed bet by visiting to Bet Online. Uh, bet Online is your fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Not only sports, but you know by now, uh, covers awards, TV shows, reality televisions, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can possibly imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's completely free to sign up. Tonight on the slates in college basketball, number two Baylor looking to shake off that rust. Almost was upset on Tuesday night. We'll take on 10th-ranked West Virginia. That'll be a good one. Gonzaga back in action against Santa Clara and a big-time matchup. You've got Iowa and Michigan going at it, a top-10 matchup. And then number five, Illinois, trying to bounce back from a Tuesday loss. That's the college landscape. VFL, Tobias Harris and the 76ers will be hosting the Mavericks. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies will be hosting the Clippers and a couple more really good action, a couple more games in the NBA tonight. But again, all that, you can get in on the action. You can place your money line wagers, your spreads, your over, your unders, all that at Bet Online. I talked about it completely free to sign up. It is completely free to sign up, but when you go to the website or use your mobile device, you can receive 50% and a welcoming bonus on your deposit. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All that if you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. A final segment here on a Thursday, Locked On Vols, where you're getting all the info you need on the Tennessee Volunteers. Having said that, there's only one place you can get all the action you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's on the Locked On SEC podcast. Host Chris Gordy of Sports 790 delivers his unique brand of Southeastern Conference analysis with the help of local experts, guests from around the SEC network of Locked On podcasts. Subscribe to Locked On SEC wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I've, I've had the pleasure of joining Chris already in my short tenure here with the network and a cool guy and I've, I've listened to his shows. He's he's very knowledgeable. He does a really great job. So check out Locked On SEC uh, whenever you get a chance as well. Uh, here in this final segment, we're going to discuss Tennessee's win over Vanderbilt last night, 70-58. to And again, I'm going to start off this conversation with saying it should be absolutely illegal to schedule 9 o'clock Eastern time tips. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, here here we are staying up well past midnight, especially for uh, the morning crew people like myself who have to get up at about 4.30, 4.45. It's, 
It's preposterous, let me tell you. But nonetheless, uh, 70 to 58, Tennessee holds on and defeats Vanderbilt. And I think we can all agree that it was not pretty, but a win is a win. I tweeted this out last night after the final score. You know, my my head football coach Ken Sparks in college, he always said, you know, you don't want, don't ever be disappointed with a win. It, it can be ugly, it can be gross, but a win's a win. You need to celebrate and be happy. Tennessee should be happy you got the win because, again, not not the best effort. You go through scoring spurts of 10-0 runs, 12-2 runs, and then you wouldn't score for six minutes. And it would just be, you know, handing off run here, run Tennessee, run Vanderbilt, run Tennessee, run Vanderbilt. That's kind of how it is. And that's, you know, we've been used to seeing these droughts offensively for Tennessee uh, all season long. I thought Tennessee shot the ball fairly well, 45% from the field, had 23 made baskets, and... Only had 11 assists off those 23 made baskets. You want to you want to get that up there a little bit more. But you know when Vanderbilt, 30 minutes before the game, when Dylan DeSue, who's Rick Barnes coins is one of the most underrated players in the SEC, and Scottie Pippen Jr., who is the second leading scorer in the SEC, those guys were were ruled out about 30 minutes to tip off. And I'm sitting here looking at this line. It's 10 and a half, and I'm. I'm sitting here pounding that line, and I never indulge. I never indulge on Tennessee athletics because I cover the team, and I just I think I'm too close to it. But I was sitting there hammering that line, and while the last couple of minutes, Tennessee's leading by six, leading by eight. It's like, are you going to get there? Are you going to get there? Uh, nonetheless, uh, it is what it is, and Tennessee did get there, but it wasn't pretty. It just wasn't at all, and you're seeing this Tennessee team – uh, you got another great effort from Victor Bailey Jr. and his second half of the season resurgence. That's great to see. I mean, he needs to stay right put, you know, where he is in that in that starting lineup and playing, you know, well over 25 minutes a game. I think he had, yeah, he had 33 minutes last night, and you know that's good to see. But Fulkerson again, just not bringing it. And and I thought John Fulkerson was playing very aggressive early in that ball game, trying to create some mismatches create his shot, driving to the hoop, and he got four early points, but then he got in foul trouble and ultimately only played 16 minutes in the game. He uh, you know, had a costly turnover at one point in time as well, and he was he was a non-factor. And so I, I listener of the podcast, I want to give him a shout-out here, Corey Cheek. He reached out to me via Twitter, the DMs, and he wanted to get my take on what the rotation should be right now and, and you know, should John Fulgerson continue to be at the role he is right now. I'm going to say for right now, John Fulkerson still needs to get every opportunity he can to figure it out because what we know John Fulkerson can do. Now, having said that, if he continues to do what he's done the last couple of games outside of that Georgia game, last midweek game, and he's only giving you four points, he's turning the ball over, and he's only giving you about 20 productive minutes and still fouling, then obviously you, know, you, you can tinker in, in, inside the game. But I think the mindset should for be for right now is still to allow John Fulkerson to get opportunities. Now, he, you know, maybe that doesn't mean starting. Maybe Tennessee will go small lineup to start things off with that, you know, Pons at the five, Josiah at the four, Victor Bailey Jr. at the three, and or the three guards, and Bailey Jr., Johnson, and, and Springer. And that's fine, but, you know, Fulkerson for me right now still needs to get that opportunity. But, you know, Olivia Kumwal comes in, he played four solid minutes, scored four points, was perfect on the field, played really good defense. And then didn't play at all in the second half. And I, I, that's confusing to me. Like, why? You know, uh, Olivia Kumal is giving you good, good minutes. And I think if he starts to continue to score and if he starts to take more advantage of all these opportunities he's getting and, and Fulkerson continues to struggle, then at that point it's not going to be a conversation. 
But you know, my rotation right now would be that small lineup. Vescovi coming off the bench. Uh, Kumal coming in there along with Fulkerson and, and seeing which one of those guys kind of can, can battle for minutes right now. But I would still try to give Fulkerson all the time I could. And, and Devontae Gaines, I mean, he he's kind of an afterthought sometimes. But, man, every time he goes in there, he brings energy and plays great defense. It's just hard to find some play for him right now with this guard-heavy lineup and this guard-heavy rotation. But, you know, Tennessee last night, you just let him hang around. Again, no Pippen, no DeSue, but you had one, two, three, four players score double figures. I thought Evans played a fantastic game, especially in the second half. Uh, you know, challenging Epon, challenging that front court and creating a shot. But Tennessee, the better team, more athletic team, better coach team right now did end up holding on. So, the Volunteers now improved to 16-6, and six, I believe is the record. Now three games over 500. Um, certainly still not where you want to be, but nonetheless, a win is a win. And uh, Tennessee will try to cap off this regular season at Vanderbilt for the noon tip on Saturday. Could the SEC give Tennessee another game in the regular season? It, it could. You know, We'll have to see. There's some slots open, but for right now, the final regular season game is going to be at Vanderbilt, or excuse me, at Auburn. On Saturday, Rick Barnes said in his uh, Vol Radio Network interview before the game that you never—he's never really had a team being so up and down, up and down, up and down at this point in the season. It's very common early in the season, but at this point, it's not very good. He did kind of say though that any way you want to spin it, this weird, this year is weird. It's—it's it's been weird for everybody, and he hopes there will never be a year like this. And you know, in relation to the COVID nineteen cases, the shutdowns, the restrictions put into place, all that stuff. So. Uh, Tennessee 70 and 58. And again, I want to ask you guys again, I, I did this a couple podcasts ago. What are your postseason realistic expectations for this team? You know, I was having a conversation with, uh, with a buddy of mine and I literally said, it would not surprise me if Tennessee does not make it out of the first weekend of the tournament. It would not surprise me if Tennessee goes on and makes a run in this tournament. Because again, the talents there, it's just consistency and offense. Will you have enough offense from game in to game out, the defense is going to be there, uh, but right now Tennessee's got to figure it out and kind of, kind of flatten that curve, if you will, <laughs> in terms of being up, down, up, down, up, down. Find some consistency and put it together. But not the best effort. But Tennessee goes on the road and um, pulls away from a gritty, gritty effort from Vanderbilt, seventy to fifty-eight. It's been a fun show today. I appreciate Austin Price stopping by the program to update us on Ty Simpson and some uh, news and notes inside of Tennessee recruiting. And uh, we concluded the offensive side of our staff mini-series today. Again, as soon as the defensive staff is announced, we will do the same thing for the defensive staff, but all that and more as we continue to go through Tennessee football, Tennessee basketball, and talk about all the big and exciting things happening right now day in and day out. It's been a fun one, guys. I appreciate it. We'll have some big guests coming up on the show in the next couple days. Really excited to put that all together. And in sidebar two, if you notice on social media, at Locked on Vols, been putting out some pretty sweet graphics. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Goose Manning. He is fantastic at what he does at Goose Manning 5. If you have any graphic design needs, give him a holler. He's he's really fantastic. I do some graphics on there, but the ones that look good, the ones that look really good, that's all Goose. So shout out to him. Guys, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for starting your day with me. And until Friday, we will uh, we'll talk to you then, guys. Have a great rest of your day as you listen to another episode of Locked On Vols, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Wow. <laughs>